Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a very special episode of 24 on gun safety. Uh, <laughs> we are here at the Russian Roulette episode of season three, uh, also known as episode five, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and so much going on in this episode that Chloe's getting annoyed and Kim cries and Adam's a nice guy. So a little bit of a change of pace from what we're used to. Uh, my name is Colin, and it's not fair you made me do this. Very uncomfortable. Thanks for that. Uh, and my name is Ben, and do I feel like yelling, sure. Get off the roof! Back off! <laughs> and, and that was just him yelling at the helicopter again. <laughs> yeah, it was. Jack's just yelling at helicopters. Like, what the hell? Like, Jack, like, calm down, my friend. Come on. Uh, look, I mean, I've, I've made no secret of the fact that uh, last week I, I'm not a fan of the Russian roulette subplot or whatever you want to call it in this episode. Uh, I know that I have seen this episode more than once. Uh, I don't think my opinions have changed that much on the Russian roulette stuff. I, I still have some major issues with it. Uh, but I think I was pleasantly surprised that the rest of the episode was not unwatchable, although there is a lot of questionable stuff in here, logic-wise, uh, that kind of takes away from a little bit, but, uh, I mean, I don't think I'll be down so much just on this episode as I am more just on the Russian roulette. I, I don't, I don't understand why you don't like the Russian roulette. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I'm like, I'm looking we'll forward to talking there. to you about it. Cause like, it's, I love it. And I've even marked it down as a possible top five. I think it's a brilliant scene. Um, oh. and I've always loved the Russian roulette scene. And that's, that shocked me. Shocks me. Shocking. Uh, Last week when you said that you weren't a fan of it. But um, no, this is another solid episode. It's just, there's, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with this episode. Even like the logic you talk about. Yeah, there's some stuff in this episode that's sure, but it's fast paced. It it goes by quickly. It's acted really well. It's got a great tense ending. Um, you know, Kyle nearly kills himself, which is great. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Palmer happens, sure. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, there's like, there's just something about this season again, which maybe I'm just looking at it with rose tinted glasses where I just love it and I want to defend it. But there's just, again, nothing is, nothing bad to me is happening and this is thoroughly entertaining. And I think it just, it brings me back to a place whenever I've rewatched this show and I've gone through like an order, like I remember always getting to season three and it's just one of those seasons where I'm just like, I just, I, I got to keep watching. You know, like, obviously I feel that's most 24 because it's a very binge-worthy show, but there are definitely episodes of season two where you're like, okay, come on, we know what's happening. I'll keep watching for that. And even season one, there was a couple of episodes you're just like, okay, we'll get to the good stuff soon. Whereas this, like, I don't think we've had a bad episode yet. That's just me. So we're, we're getting through this swimmingly. Well, I always said that the first third of this season is what I think is the best third of this season. So I'll agree with you. There's been no bad episodes. This is not a bad episode. 
And the Russian roulette, it's not even bad television. It's just, it's something that I feel like they went too far and too over the top to a point where it's like, oh, there was probably a better way to do this without, again, losing a bit of logic. And it's, it, it goes back to the jump the shark thing, which we'll talk about jumping the shark uh, in a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. Episode. This, this scene, the Russian West scene is very tense. It's well done, but it's something that I feel like just doesn't mm, well belong done. at this point. It's, it's more well done than a steak that Ben would eat. <laughs> more well done than beef jerky. Uh, and like maybe but- like just to jump in, like, okay, like, again, we're getting ahead here. And like, I, I understand what you're saying and like logically sure, but like, to me, it's one of these moments where the writers have literally gone, okay, these are the things that we want to do this season. We want, you know, Jack to cause a prison riot. We want Jack to do this. We want Jack to play Russian roulette. Like, it's just, <laughs> to me, it's just like Jack bingo. And that's why I love it because, like, <laughs> like again, yeah, you, you, this is maybe I'm jumping ahead to completely form your opinions where it is a bit absurd that, you know, in the middle of a prison riot, hey, let's play Russian roulette. But, like, it just it's just something, one of these batshit crazy things that I'm so glad we get to see Jack Bauer play Russian roulette. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Chopping <laughs> off prisoners' heads, shoving towels down people's throats, causing a prison riot, playing Russian roulette. It's Jack Bingo, everybody. <laughs> uh, Jack roulette begins. Uh, we're actually going to go through this fairly quickly because there is not a lot going on outside of CTU and the prison. Uh, that I'm basically going to do all three of the other subplots at once because they each have like one scene to them, basically. Mm, uh, so starting with Palmer, I mean, it's technically three scenes, but only one that matters. I mean, the, the, the first thing is the debate's beginning. Uh, as we said, very five quickly. o'clock. This is, very well, quickly. Five minutes ago, Wendy Crewson and Wayne were sitting in the crowd. There was no one there. Five minutes later, they're yeah. live on TV. <laughs> yeah. And like we said last week, the, the issue isn't the five o'clock start time because, again, we're looking at eight o'clock on the West Coast, seven o'clock Central, five o'clock or eight o'clock East Coast, seven yeah. Central, five West. So, yeah, that makes sense. But the last episode, not even just the fact that nobody was there and they apparently could have everybody seated within five minutes. It's the fact that this would be the moment where it's like, we have to get ready. Okay, these are all your talking points. Go over your notes, David. Like, it's going to be pressure and intense. And, and I have an even bigger issue with it when this starts right before the debate is they're like, and here is our debate. We will first in this corner, <laughs> hailing from. Uh, and David is just talking to Anne, yeah. uh, his doctor. Like, this is the moment where Wayne or somebody or a million people are surrounding him saying, okay, okay, do we got enough uh, makeup on his hand so that uh, it doesn't look scarred? Uh, all right, so do you remember what you're going to say about the, uh, the the strikes in Detroit and stuff like that? And instead, it's just like, and um, so this stuff's probably going to come out of your husband. Yes, yes, I know, David. All right, <laughs> kiss, kiss. All right, time to go. Uh, I don't buy that right before the debate. And I was saying, I, I like that they use the debate for David's filler for the the Palmer drama this season because there really is nothing more intense than a debate and more important to the election. I mean, the famous story of JFK and uh, and Nixon, you know, an entire election was swayed uh, because of a televised debate where people who listened to it on the radio said Nixon won that by a landslide and people watched on TV said JFK won that by a landslide. Uh, This is Well, I think it was the sweating of Richard Nixon that was the bigger (laughs) part. But yes, the attractiveness uh, didn't hurt either. But uh, yeah, like this is very important. I just I want that. I want the people surrounding David to be treating this as something more important so that we're not just 
Anne's semi-boring storyline of her husband. But uh, one thing I do like, because they I, they always say this with the base, you know, oh, it was decided by a coin toss. Who will go first? Like, just once I want to see the coin toss. Like, we're living in an age now where everything has to be ramped up and, and super uh, dramatized on television. Like, let's do an XFL version of the debate where it's like, all right. And uh, who, you, Mr. Palmer, you get to call heads or tails tails. Goes, oh no, I knew I should have said heads. Like- let's, let's incorporate that into the debate. Um, yeah, like I think, I think the problem with the debate is have it in an episode where Jack hasn't caused a prison riot and plays Russian rule. Yeah. Um, because you're <laughs> right. This you should have done. Yeah. And I think that it kind of, it's so funny that I've, you know, the Russian roulette, not releasing really this sort of stuff. To me, I'm, I'm picking about the debate because like, again, like you're right. Like he's just like, mm, kisses, let's get some milk afterwards. <laughs> like there's no, we've all watched debates. I mean, you know, recently in the US, we had that shit show of one between Biden and Trump, like the first one, like that was just insane. And there just, there feels like there's no stakes in this. It's in a tiny little amphitheater at like the University of California. There's like 20 people in here. Um, it just doesn't feel like a big grant. Like if this was season one, when it was a debate between like, you know, primary candidates, sure. Uh I would believe it, but this is the fucking president of the United States up against, you know, the guy who's trying to beat him. So I feel like there's no stakes there. Hmm. Stake. Um, but then it's like, I kind of like, I love the way that Palmer kind of pawns it off. Like, you know, killer brings this up and it's like, this doesn't mean anything. You know, I've got the people and I'm kind of like, well, killer's got a point. Keela's like, well, yeah, we all know like how shitty his ex-wife was. I'm still like, Keela, where you need to go for the jugular is, yeah, so remember that whole nuclear bomb that went off on the country <laughs> and then like he totally like kidnapped a journalist, tortured a guy, yeah. um, his cabinet was so like unsure about him, they actually unseated him and invoked the amendment that like got rid of him. Yeah, he's not fit to keep leading this country, people. So therefore vote for me. Okay, winning. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm but- sorry, Keeler's got this one. He should be easily owning Palmer in this. But And my bigger issue with this, again, is that the only thing we get in this debate is Keeler bringing up, you know, oh, and uh, is it possible that his girlfriend actually uh, was involved in it? There's, there's rumors that these clinical trials were, were fake and people died and stuff. Yeah, that's a big story. But it's the fact that he prefaces it by saying, we all know your history with questionable characters, which they're obviously alluding towards Sherry. But nothing about Sherry in season one or season two is public knowledge. Not well, even close. And if it is. But if it is, then make that part of the show. Make it where it's like, because we already mentioned it's like, all right, so apparently he pardons Sherry. So make that, okay, so I've heard stories that, that you know, uh, there was stuff going on and that his ex-wife was pardoned. That's but, never part of the show. So what yeah. the audience is led to believe is that Sherry it, has been swept under the rug. I, I Look, I would, yeah, I agree with you completely. It's not mentioned in the show. I would argue that it's probably more so the stuff that came out after the whole nuclear bomb and her involvement in, like, getting a bomb onto the soil. So, therefore... It probably because I think yeah it is mentioned later in the season that she's pardoned right so um, mm-hmm. yeah I'm assuming that there may, maybe they were thinking of including this and they just had to get rid of it maybe it's in like a novel <laughs> or a comic <laughs> or something beforehand because like obviously you know there would have been a big thing about Sherry being arrested and everything after season two so um, yeah no I agree with you it's not said we need to have it said but I guess you know what are you going to do with it um, I I just I just want Palmer to reply when Keeler's just like, and we know his uh, history of being with questionable people. I just want Palmer to be like, bitch, please, we're politicians, all right? We're always yeah. dealing with questionable <laughs> people. Shut the fuck up. I'm President Palmer. Mic drop. Um, yeah. But 
like I love the fact that you kind of keep having just these clips in between, you know, seeing them and like we keep hearing like about economic like yeah, there's a reason why we don't need to watch this for an hour. It seems like a very boring debate. But I just want to mention the the news presenter guy here, the host of the um the the debate. Mark Thompson is his name, not the famous Australian football player. Um he's actually a real newsreader because like I think I've seen him like on TV or clips or whatever, but he's I think he's probably more well known for playing newsreaders in TV <laughs> and movies. <laughs> Um, he's actually played newsreaders in The X-Files, in Commander-in-Chief, in Ghost Whisperer, and Nip Tuck. And he also was in Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow playing <laughs> newsreaders. So, Ooh. there you go. Uh, this is where we know this guy from. So, Mark Thompson, real newsreader, more famous for playing fake newsreaders. So, there you go. <laughs> but the important thing is he hasn't made it yet because he has not been a newsreader on Blue Bloods. Well, uh, very so, true. when he gets there... Ghost <laughs> Whisperer, though. I mean, come on. You know, Close. you work with um, right. what's her face? Um, used to be Jennifer skinny, now fat. Um, oh, I can't believe you went there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I can say that about lots of not just women, men too. Who's somebody else who was skinny? Steven Seagal used to be skinny. Now he's fat. <laughs> um, see them riding I, uh, on a cougar. <laughs> I just want to tell people that your design uh, lived up to its promise from last week. <laughs> I made it. I, 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 I feel we'll post it on social media if we haven't already. But, um, yes, Terry riding Cougar. We haven't sent it to Leslie Hope yet, but uh, we'll get there. You know, it's yeah. quite difficult because there's not many pictures of, like, Leslie Hope riding things. Yeah, um, exactly. You have so, to Google Leslie Ropes, Leslie straddling. And, and just I want to point out, um, Colin has a history of Googling things to learn what they are. Probably don't Google riding a Cougar. Um, <laughs> bring some images that I would enjoy, but probably not Colin. Um, but I got there eventually and it looks okay. So, uh, yes. It Terry, does. Ter- yeah. Terry Hope. That's also her name. Uh, Terry riding the cougar. <laughs> she hopes she's riding one. She is. But we've literally covered Palmer's entire storyline, which again is disappointing because like this is the debate. I mean, yeah, it crosses into another hour, but uh, this should have been Palmer's storyline for the first, first act of the season. Um, really, the other two things, there's not much to talk about. I mean, Hector is planning a luncheon <laughs> One or a thing. dinner. <laughs> I, I hope they're uh, getting some good money, these guys. I mean, I know they're about to get busier over the next few weeks, but Jesus Christ, like, they're probably going like, yes, we've made it. We're on 24. It's like, all right, and you're one scene this week. <laughs> uh, and, and I also wonder, like, what are they planning? Like, the time of date, it's 5 o'clock right now in California. They know it's going to take a couple hours. I mean, in 24 time, it's going to take a couple of minutes for them to fly to Mexico. Uh, they're, they're maybe still in the same time zone. They're going to be eating what? Yeah. At like 9, 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. Uh, but, but what I do like about the scene is, it's again, the surprise of Claudia's character. That I, I remember it as just sort of being like the girlfriend and, you know, she has kind of her, her uh, I won't spoil too much, but like there, there may be a little bit of allegiance shift with her later in the season. She fucked Jack. Let's just, it, uh, let's just spoil it right there. there. There's, I mean, along with, you know, uh, cougars and stuff like she that. She rode Jack. Jack. <laughs> she rode Jack with a question mark. Rode him bubble. good. <laughs> rode him hard. Let's be honest, that's Plow sexy Jack hard. Good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like the, the fact that she has like this, I'm a godfather, godmother like moment here where, where you're like, oh, is she really calling the shots where she's telling uh, Hector off uh, where he's proud? The surprise part. I just love the idea that this is a surprise party for him. Like he's going to come back. There's going to be balloons and like, hey, everybody, it's remote. Surprise. They got a pinata, pin the, pin the, dale on, the tail on the cougar. Pin the dale. 
the Dale Big Smith. Pin the Alan Dale on the cougar <laughs> in the background. Um, but just James her Badge like telling Dale. him off, like, you know, you need to show him you'll be his partner, not his caterer. Like that's literally it. But just the constant uh game they're playing with the audience of Hector's gotta be in charge here. And they're like, no, I think Claudia's in charge. Like I, I like their relationship a lot more than I remembered, like in the first place. Uh and then Kyle's story. Wow, Fuck. this now, now here's one of the many logic problems I have with this episode. I mean, let's just uh, chalk it up to Kyle's an idiot <laughs> because first of all, he's, he's sitting there talking to what's her name? Karen. Um, <laughs> just Linda. Karen. Linda. He's talking to Linda and he's like, he's literally two inches from her face, breathing heavily. <sighs> they said, I'm not going to be contagious <sighs> for a few hours. And he's like spitting on her and stuff. Uh, <laughs> now I just want her to be like, stepping back a little bit is like are you sure <laughs> like are these trustworthy people like you had one conversation and it, this is third-hand information some guy from the government told my dad who told me and i'm telling you that i'm not contagious yet now let me lick your face uh it's like, fine this is kyle but then the logic gets a little bit more illogical because he decides he's going to solve this problem and kyle singer's way of solving this problem is he wants to, we think, stage an escape because he's opening up panels and ripping up pipes. Uh, and he's doing this for probably about half an hour to 45 minutes in a see-through room with guards watching him. And well, nobody's like, fair, hey. The guards aren't doing anything to stop him. But, but again, that's another you know, issue with logic in this. Like, this is a very important thing. They, they wasted all this time to find this kid. They lock him up in a see-through room and they're not watching. It's just, well, we it's so... It's so stupid that little Dick Nose here can just do whatever he wants and nobody is watching him. Little Dick uh, and, Nose. And to make it even better, this brave kid who when he could have stopped this entire thing, when somebody approached him and said, oh, you've contracted a virus, he flees in the middle of a mall after a guy gets shot. Now he's going to be brave enough to take his own life. Like, I don't buy it at all. Like, this kid is all about self-preservation and, oh, I don't want to get caught. I don't want to go to jail. And now he's like, I don't want this thing to get out. I'm going to kill myself. Uh, and then Linda, <laughs> the only person who's dumber than Kyle, when she's like, no, Kyle, don't hang yourself. She's dangling a chair underneath them. Like, and it looks so bad. Like, it, 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 there's no way to do this. I'm not going to blame her or the director. There is no way to do this and have it not just look like they're fumbling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but then her next logical uh, solution to this is, let me jump up, start banging on these pipes, trying to break it down. Why not? Grab Kyle's legs. Lift him he up. He can't go anywhere. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world, but they got to make it dramatic. But uh, Kyle breaks free and still <laughs> guards don't seem to care. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the last little uh, bit of, of surprise here uh, for after we cover the Jack stuff. But uh, Dire Directed by our good friend, John Kazar. Please, Colin. I mean, well done. I will say that the fact is it's going to make better TV for her to grab that pipe and have grab this dramatic that. moment oh, little dick nose <laughs> yeah exactly grab, that just dick grab nose. his legs <laughs> just grab it good <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean everything with with kyle at this point is just idiotic uh, nothing really to say about hector <laughs> like, i like this surprising but i like he's so easily swayed when it's like ramon are you going to be the caterer or are you going to be his brother so, like, I just want Ramon to, like, come home, like, oh, surprise party time. Like, wait, where's everything? And and Hector's just like, I am your brother, not your caterer. 
And it's like, ooh, dramatic. It's like, no, I want surprise party, damn it. I don't know why they're German, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, yep, sure. And is it just me or is this very much like Breaking Bad that whenever we're in Mexico, you've got to have like an orange tinge to the screen. It's like, what is this about Hollywood where it's like, oh, they're in Mexico, yeah. make the tint slightly orange. <laughs> Like, everything looks Mexico. like traffic. <laughs> I've been to Mexico. Not everything's orange. Like, I, mean, I don't know why they, they automatically go that route. Um, yeah, the Kyle stuff is so stupid. Like, it's wrong when I'm cheering going like, yeah, kill yourself. Woo! Um, <laughs> but, like, I just want to point out one thing. Okay, like, after he, like, they collapse on the ground and, like, you, like, should Linda not be having a conversation? Like, dude, you just nearly killed yourself. Like, are you okay? <laughs> Do we need to talk? It's like, no, no, I was doing it to, like, you know, save the world. It's like, dude, you nearly killed yourself. Like, we need to talk here. Like, this is yeah. a big deal. Like, good to see that mental health was such a big thing in 2003. Like, ah, oh, you're just hanging yourself up. Oh, it's just Los Angeles kids these days. What are you going to uh, do? Ky- Kyle's doing it again. Little dick nose trying to hang himself. There he goes. Um, But, like... Yeah, I, I get what you mean with, like, the guards and everything and, like, yeah, the, no one's stopping them. But, like, do you think that's, like, spoiler alert, we know this plot line is nothing. Um, yeah. Like, it, like, do you think that that's meant to be a bit of a clue that, like, they don't really care if he kills himself because, spoiler alert, he doesn't have the virus. So um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, do you think that's them, just the, the guards not caring? Because at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, too, I'm sure they're aware that Jack is breaking Ramon out of prison. So they're kind of like, well, fuck this kid, let him kill himself. I mean, they're they're still using him as a decoy, obviously, right? But but, and again, that that makes total sense. But then you go back to the links they've gone through to hose these kids down, yeah, uh, staging this whole you know uh, contamination thing, and then have them in the see through bubble room, which I do love. Like I, I'm sort of jumping ahead, but it's part of the scene. I love it when they get rescued at the end. How like I get like. I'm guessing they couldn't afford extras this episode because they were just like, you see the CTU agents come in, you just hear pop, pop, bang, 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 bang. Oh, all the guards are dead. You don't actually see any of them on screen this episode. And yeah. I just love how they go down in like two seconds, like little bitches. Because uh- <laughs> <laughs> they weren't looking when they came in. They hear the crash through the door, the chainsaw, and they're just sitting, sitting yeah. there playing solitaire or whatever. <laughs> Your Where's move. Where's the chainsaw? Where's the chainsaw? Um, but I mean, let's just, let's be thankful uh, that I think, is Kyle only in like two more episodes? One um, or two, yeah. Thank the fucking maker. This oil bath <laughs> is going to feel so good. Um, he is in. What are we? This is five pm to six pm, is aren't we? So he is in one more episode, people. <laughs> yes. Get rid of old little dick nose. Come on. And no disrespect. To the actor, as we know, what's his face? Oh, Riley, Riley Smith. Smith. Good actor, likes to play all the douchey characters. <laughs> uh, he actually, again, like, let's be honest, he does a good job of it. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Like, again, it's not bad. He's, he's Just, trying to work his way up to newsreader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day he'll be newsreader. <laughs> uh, so the CTU stuff. Uh, now, this is, again, a lot of nothing going on, but still good entertainment, uh, partly because they, they place all the characters in the right position to create drama and to make things fresh. Uh, we've already said we're big fans of Kim working in CTU. There's some problems in this episode, but uh, I do love the opening <laughs> shot. <Crocodile> <laughs> well, before we even get to that, the opening shot where Kim is, obviously she's going over traffic cam footage, but like <laughs> in 2022, I'm looking at that thinking like, select all squares <laughs> that feature a crosswalk. You know? <laughs> she's either trying to find Kyle Singer or prove she's not a robot. <laughs> the, most, the most illogical thing in this entire episode is she's like, 
Is that Kyle? He's wearing a blue shirt. That's slightly <laughs> grainy in the back seat. Is that a blue shirt or is it a blanket? Must be a blue shirt. Oh, yeah. The only car in all of Los Angeles traffic has to be Kyle Singer. I had that too. I had that too. My note here, look at that blurry blue shirt. There's no way there's another blue shirt in all of the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, this, like again... Jack Bingo, Prison Riot, Russian Roulette. But, like, as we talked about last week, if Jack just, like, took a step back, take a step back, Jack, and, like, like it takes him literally 10 minutes to find Kyle. Kim Bauer found Kyle. All right, yeah. she's been working at CTU for how long? Like, there he is. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not complaining about Jack causing a prison riot. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. And, like, do not take my Jack causing a prison riot. Because, again, last week, as we said, like, sir, wouldn't this be logic? No, Jack's causing a prison riot. Okay, I'll just shut up and listen. <laughs> But seriously, you just completely wreck on that by Kim looking at a blurry 2003 image going, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> and and also the, the time it takes for her to, I don't know, enhance that picture is like half the episode. But when they finally stumble across the, the picture that confirms the license plate after the whole router issues, like, oh, got it. There's a license I'm, plate. I'm sorry. I like it's 2022 when we're recording this. I can't even enhance an image that much in 2022 (laughs) with high speed broadband and T-Mobile 5G. Thanks, Miley Cyrus. Like, no, I can't even do that. Like, fucking in 2003 when they've got like, I don't know, AOL. Like, no, bullshit. Come on. I mean, 2022, your 5G is what's going to give you the virus. Like, that's how yeah. we're dispersing it, through 5G signals. <laughs> you can you can never complain about diet other day and gene sequencing when you've got this existing <laughs> in the world in 2003. I'm sorry, but I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> now, the other part of dumb Kim here, uh, you know, after she selects all the squares with crosswalks, is where she finds out <laughs> <laughs> that... Uh... Oh, damn it, is that one in the box or out of the box? I never know. I can never tell. <laughs> Uh, now, when she finds out Jack's caused a prison riot. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm really trying to remember last week's episode well enough or even remember what happens after this. But, like, did Kim know that this was wrong? Like, I swear that Jack basically said, we have to cover your tracks so nobody knows about this. And um, then... Kind of. Well, because then then when Michelle's like, your dad caused a prison riot, she's like, oh, it can't be. And it's like somebody issued a transfer. Well, I did that. <laughs> Oh, well, you clearly didn't know. That's right. I didn't know. Like, but like this episode, they don't play it like Kim's trying to cover for herself. But then they have that scene later on where Adam is saying, if you want me to tell them that you didn't know, I'll tell them. Which, first of all, good gentleman, Adam. I mean, we know he doesn't hate women now, but like, like that's going to help. By the way, uh, Kim told me that she was going to do that. And she definitely didn't know Jack was going to cause a prison riot. Like, I don't think that's going to hold up in court to vouch for her like that. But I just, this entire episode seems to be about Kim, you know, oh, well, well, I clearly didn't know about this, but like, did she know? And is she covering herself? If she did, maybe they should have made it more obvious. I I think they kind of like, you get implied like last week that she's kind of like, oh, like she says something and Jack's like, damn it, Kim, because I need you to do it or something like that. Um, So like, I know we kind of mentioned last week about how she's complicit in Jack's actions, but I guess this week they're like, no, Kim's innocent. Because even you get that moment with Michelle, like, you know, Jack played you, Kim. Like, I want Michelle to be like, arrest her. (laughs) And they should. Like, at the very least, they should say, hey, you know what, Kim, you admit to issuing this order. We're willing to search Jack's office for any evidence that he, why he's doing this. You spoke to him. Let's at least question you for 20 minutes it is like let's be honest we love jack we love him to bits 
kind of double standards in the 24 world because every time Jack does something slightly illegal, it's, we've got to, I mean, literally all of last season was Tony and Michelle defending Jack, like, oh, despite the fact that Chappelle and everyone was saying, like, no, yet it's all yeah. like, no, we're going to defend Jack. Nina does a couple of bad things. Jamie does a couple of bad things. Uh, what's yeah. his face in this season does a couple of bad things. It's arrest them. They must be evil. Like, come on. Like, I want <laughs> Nina to be sitting there like, no, I'm doing this for, like, the greater good. And it's like, my son and husband were kidnapped. <laughs> like, yeah, your son and playing, husband. <laughs> playing the same excuse that Jack plays. Like, I should get away with it. So, in all fairness, like, you know, bit of, bit of uh, you know, favouritism for Jack Bauer in the 24 world here when other people do illegal things. So, arrest Kim. Arrest that woman. Yeah. At least question her though. Like it, it really makes no sense how they're just letting her off the it just proves Michelle's bad at her job too, you know? And they, I think they also literally, of that, sorry to interrupt, they like literally send Chloe to go into his office to search if he's yeah. like so they've got some suspicions there of like, well, exactly. maybe this guy. So like they're going through his drawers, like evil plan to cause prison riot. <laughs> like what are they expecting to find? But like they've obviously got some suspicion, but it's like, Oh, Kim, you were played by your overly manipulative father. Oh, Get back to work, you scallywag. <laughs> You're blonde, you swim. Yeah. We'll let you off with a warning. You're hot. <laughs> you had that bad day a couple of years ago. You know that person who went to Stanford and was in foster care? Uh, bring the it business, on. Oh. The business suit and the bangs really work for you, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> She's looking good in those bangs. Uh, now, Michelle, I mean, is she breaking some type of rule? I love what she calls the hospital. It's <laughs> like Michelle literally doesn't know how hospitals work because – First of all, the doctor is like, I will come see you in the waiting room. Well, I can't. I got work. And then she calls like, hi, I'm Tony Almeida's wife. How's he doing? He's still in surgery, man. It's been going on for 10 minutes. It's even worse with like, she literally goes like, you know, calls up the hospital. Hello, surgery. Yes. Hi, I'm seeing about my husband. Okay. Yes, he's still in surgery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to go and check. I want an update. Yes, surgery is still ongoing. <laughs> like, how many surgeries do they have going at that exact moment? Like, oh, we're well, at flat least out four. 50 surgeries. But, like, I just love the fact you got this woman. Hello, surgery. I'll go check. Yes, he's still in surgery. <laughs> and, and then she says, tell me what room he's in. Uh, let me check. OR4. <laughs> like, first of all, why shouldn't you be saying, why do you need to know which operating room he's in? <laughs> There's yeah. only one waiting. You want to come to the waiting room? The doctor's still looking for you there. <laughs> And, like, also, why do, like, government agencies have private feeds to hospitals that are zoomed right in on his face? Well, yeah, like, obviously, we know they have access to the traffic cams. uh, But this is something that, like, let's say it's ahead of the movie Enemy of the State that came out a couple Mm. years prior to this with Will Smith. At that point, that was, like, exactly. (laughs) Slapping. Oh, what's her name? 24 was in that. It's actually actually about um, Will Smith. He is the enemy of the state. He's going around slapping people. (laughs) Who's his but, wife uh, in that? Uh, Regina King. Oh, of course she is. Of course. Why wouldn't Regina King be? Because she'd slap Will back. We know that. She's, hell yeah, she would slap Will. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that woman would slap anyone, and rightfully so. That's a woman. She'd slap Judy Dench and get away with it. Academy Award. Well, I mean, you know, only one of them won an Academy Award without slapping someone first. And if she <laughs> exactly. did, it's okay. <laughs> She was the first Enemy of the State cast member to win an Academy Award. That should go on a <laughs> well, resume. <laughs> wasn't Gene Hackman in that movie? Didn't he already have one? Uh, but he didn't win after that. Well, true. I think he was, yeah. There good we movie. Go. She, I remember watching that movie. That's a good movie. Great movie. But but like that's the thing is that Enemy of the State in 2000, uh, well, this is 2003, I guess. Five years earlier, Enemy of the State is a complete work of fiction to the point where people are like, this is 
clearly unreal. I remember reviews being like, this is clearly unrealistic. This would never happen. Nowadays, this is easy. I mean, you, you wouldn't even have this as fiction. But in 2003, you know, can you get into the hospital cameras? It is closed circuit television. Like, I understand Jack traffic Black's cams. Sorry. I'm yeah, just that was like one of his first role. Uh, <laughs> who's the other one? Was Jamie Kennedy one of the other guys in it? Um, Dan Butler, Jack Busey, Regine, oh, John Boyce. Busey, yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, Jamie Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, I don't see I his name. Was. Oh no, yeah, no, he, you're right. There he is. Uh, yeah. Lisa Bonet, isn't it? I really got to rewatch that movie. Oh yeah, Jason she had an affair Lee? with Will Smith. Jason, Jason Lee? Lee, that's right. Yeah, all these comedians are in it. <laughs> <laughs> was that Jack Black's weird phase in the late '90s when he was serious? What was that one? Uh, the Jackal. I remember he gets his arm shot oh, by yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah, I remember that movie. Um, yeah. Jack Black can act serious. He's a good actor. You know, it's funny because uh, the King Kong movie that he made, uh, I'm not a fan of that movie. I watch it all the time still, but I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but Jack Black was like the one real surprise in that movie, like dramatically as an actor. He was so good in such a dumb movie like King Kong. And I even remember when it came out, people were like really high on him saying like, like this is almost an Oscar worthy performance in such a dumb movie from Jack Black. And now I always see him popping up on these lists there. Uh, I saw multiple lists where it's like, um, bad casting in movies, and they'll mention Jack Black, and you'll always see the content, uh, um, mm. comments flooded with Jack Black does not deserve to be on this list. <laughs> um, Seth Green's apparently in this movie too. Um, yeah, it's like it's a weird one, Goosebumps, which is, you know, is a oh, yeah. okay movie, but like he's not, I don't think, meant to be serious in that movie, but he actually like plays a character in that. We're like, okay, this guy can like act quite mm. well. It's kind of like I don't think he's quite like Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, I think, just deliberately doesn't act seriously until when he feels like it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, Jack Black's up there with Jim Carrey to me in the fact that, like, let these guys act seriously and you can actually see what they can do. And I feel one of them one day will win an Oscar. You'll have Jim Carrey, yeah. Jack Black, or Adam Sandler one day will win an Oscar and it will blow people away because they deserve They're good actors when they want to not be silly. I mean, if Jim Carrey retires, it'll never happen. But Jack Black still has a shot. But Jim well, Carrey's, Jim let's Carrey's be honest, he's not retiring. Someone. <laughs> I love that he said, I'm retiring. And then people kept asking him, it's like, but will you do an Ace Ventura 3? Maybe. Will you do a Sonic Hedgehog 3? Maybe. <laughs> that's not well, retiring. That's I'm taking a break. Well, because he doesn't like doing sequels. And like they kind of leave Sonic 2 open-ended in the fact that will he return? Won't he return? Um, whereas at least at the end of the first Sonic, they were like, okay, he's definitely coming back. I don't want them to do an Ace Ventura 3. We saw what happened with Dumb and Dumber 2. Like it was yeah. fine, but it wasn't the same. Well, I mean, they even they even talked about doing another mask movie. I mean, that one I think mm. could work. The mask is the one that because Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. I mean, how far can you go with a premise like that? I just but the mask. There's a lot you could have done. The, the problem I have with these movies is that they're so quintessentially early '90s that I feel the humor just doesn't hold up in today's age. And they that's my problem with Dumb and Dumber too. Like it, Dumb and mm. Dumber two was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but like it's still the humor just doesn't feel right in this day and age. Whereas like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it did. So I just, I feel, and you change it to a point where it's like, uh, okay, like, mm. it's like Zoolander 2 was like, eh, like, it's fine, but like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, 24, Regina King, how do we get on that yes. tangent? Enemy of the State. Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple of years away long. from her. <laughs> um, but uh, it, really, the only thing that happens at uh, CTU, I guess, two things. One is Kim gets an error. <laughs> A 402 error, no. which I tried to Google because I used to work in tech support. And I'm like, was 402? And I know a 404 is like an error, right? And I'm like, what is a 4? I don't sure. think there is a 4. I think they picked that because there is no 402 error. 
Uh, but I love that uh, Kim's like, what is 402? That's a router issue. <laughs> and she goes in and Gael's, of course, just trying to, I don't know, stall them, which again, this goes back to what I was saying about, oh, well, Kyle's just a decoy anyways. Why are they going to such lengths to expose Gael if they're not worried about Kyle being discovered anyways? Because now he's like messing with their routers and everything. And I love that uh, it's like, Gaio, what are you doing in here? It's like, there's a router issue. I'm trying to fix it. As he's opening up with a screwdriver, I'm like, I'm sorry, when my router goes down, which it did yesterday, I <laughs> unplugged the power <laughs> and I power Turn cycle off, it. Turn on again. It is the number one troubleshooting step, but this should this should have given away Gael because he's like opening up the screwdriver and fiddling with it. Oh, I don't think we need this. <laughs> over his shoulder. My, my, my question though has to be like, like what world do they live in that everybody has to be remotely suspicious? Like I've worked in offices before and I've walked into a room and someone's doing like, my first thing is like, oh, you must be evil. You've got a screwdriver. Like, yeah. ooh, <laughs> like, like what world do they live? Like, I guess it's CTU, everyone's a mole. But like, uh, it's seriously just like, Hmm, Mexican guy with a screwdriver, like racist, Kim. Like, I'm sorry. If that was Adam, you'd be like, oh, Adam, do you need a hand? But because he's slightly Latino looking, like, oh, okay, no, he must be evil. So um, racist, Kim, racist. Well, he reminds her of Miguel. Maybe she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're all technical and smart. You're just my You've type. two legs. Mm. Do you know karate too? <laughs> do you know I swim? <laughs> but I mean, the, the guy L messing with the router again doesn't make sense uh and and also just finding kyle like how quickly they can go from we have found a picture of the license plate now when they eventually get this working again and they find oh i've got it the license plate that came up in 10 seconds as opposed to 30 minutes like the first picture uh this is where michelle looks really dumb because they go to michelle and every decision michelle's made up to this point like you buy her as this commanding leader but when they're like, we found the license plate, she goes, all right, I want you to put on an APB, have everybody look at the license plate. I just want somebody to be like, shouldn't we see what address this license plate is registered to? Like that would be our starting point, uh, which would also explain how they find it so quickly because later on when they find Kyle, it's just because they're like uh, a patrol car spotted it in a parking lot. Like you could have made this a lot more logical by having them say, find the address that's registered to, which would explain why Gael is trying to slow them down even just a few minutes. Like, oh, we still we still need at least 20 minutes for Jack to get Ramon out if it's going to work. I, if the, if yeah. all they thought they were doing is finding a license plate, you're in the Los Angeles area. You're not going to find a license plate that quickly. This is one of those bits where, like, 24 kind of contradicts itself sometimes when it's like, you've got the technology to do this and find someone so fucking quickly. So in every future season when you're looking for someone, it should be this quick. Um, and, like, it's, like, last season or the season before, like, it didn't, like, this is where I feel that they're never consistent enough with their technology um, because there are definitely moments in, in future seasons where they, they struggle to find people this quickly. And literally they found a guy in a blue shirt corner. And I, I also love the fact when they enhance the image, is that a gun? He's been taken yeah. by someone. It's, like, it's Los Angeles. Everyone's got a gun in the back seat. Like, I mean... <laughs> You get into an Uber there and you held, I welcome to Uber. Oh, God, it's a Glock. Okay, I won't, don't shoot me. Like, I mean, like, come on, people. It's 2003 Los Angeles as well. It's even worse. But, like, yeah, it's kind of just like, I love just the, the links they literally go to. Oh, my God, he's got a gun. He's been held up. Like, does that mean it's worse? Like, I don't, like, this guy's evil, like, meant to be. Yeah. He's got a virus in him. Like, they're not wanting to help him. Like, if anything, too, like, why do they want to, like, like, literally, they should walk into this room and shoot Kyle. Like, they should have, like, no qualms. Like, shoot him in the face. 
shoot him in the face. Like, if they've only got, like, moments to go and the virus dies with him, like, what if they can't extract... What if this is, like, the bomb from season two? It's like, oh, we can't stop this bomb. We're going to fly... Are they going to fly Kyle to the Mojave Desert and drop him over the desert? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'd kind of like to see that. But, like, just shoot him. Shoot him in the face. (laughs) Walk in the room. Oh, there's old little dick nose. Bang. (laughs) Do him all a favour. Yeah, like, these are some of those minor logic issues that I say have a real problem with this episode. And it's not even like you forgive 24. They have a little bit. Every single storyline this week has real problems with logic as to why things are happening. Uh, And we could say, yeah, you know, they're not going to be trying that hard to find Kyle uh, or as far uh, to hide Kyle, I guess the, the, the Salazar's, or they're not going to find, it's just the fact that they, they find him that quickly. And there was a better way to write this. Like, I don't want to be a backseat writer here. You know, I already said with the, the, the Kyle suicide attempt, yes, this would make more sense, but it doesn't make good television. I think this makes better television to say, we have this license plate that's registered here. And then they find him that quickly. Cause then that puts pressure on Gael, puts pressure on the Salazar's puts pressure on Jack, everybody. I, yeah, I agree. And like, I mean, our job here is to literally sit here and nitpick. We've done it now for two and a half seasons and we're going to keep doing it. That's what we do. We have fun doing it because we're idiots and nobody listens. But like it, at the end of the day, you know, we're entertained. Are you not entertained? Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's of all the shows we've covered, I, I feel this is the most illogical, but it, like it's still one of the most entertaining because, again, we've talked oh, yeah. about the binge worthy nature of this show. And again, like it's literally the more and more this season goes on, the more and more it becomes this Jack Bauer bingo. It's like Jack Bauer mm-hmm. needs to play Russian roulette, Jack Bauer needs to do this, Jack Bauer needs to do that. And like we're going to get more and more of this the more as we go on. Um, and that's where it's kind of like. It's amazing. That's why we love the show and why people love this show. It's kind of this is when it's probably around about now when like the the Jack Bauer facts started becoming things. They took over like the Chuck Norris facts. I've seen like recently. I've been watching a lot of the Conan O'Brien clips where he plays like a clip of of Walker Texas Ranger, like when oh, he's yeah. got the Walker um, <laughs> lever. And fuck, it's funny. We're out of context. Like you know that pigeon getting kicked. Little Haley Joel Osment going like Walker definitely says I have AIDS. Like things like that that make absolute <laughs> no sense. But like I want to watch Walker now because this show looks absolutely batshit crazy. And this mm-hmm. is kind of like what Twenty Four is in a weird way. But like. It's, it's kind of fun how, like, it, it toes that line of completely illogical versus, like, yeah, but who cares? Jack's doing it. Like, we'll, we'll yeah. completely buy it, you know. So, yeah, our job is to nitpick it and be silly, but I'm still entertained. This is still better than season two by a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, there is nothing in this week's episode that I'm bored by, like I said. Yeah. Um, you know, I have issues with it, but I'm not bored. Um, probably the worst stuff we have in this episode, though, is the last things at CTU, which is, Chloe, search Jack's office and see if you can find anything. <laughs> And the audience has to be reminded, Jack's addicted to heroin. That yeah, we about that plot, popped. didn't we? <laughs> yeah. But there's other issues with this as well. Like, first of all, she's searching the office. She finds a vial. She finds a needle. She says she finds a, what do you call it, rubber tourniquet, which we never see. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't she's find it. She's going evidence. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because she, she picks the vial and the needle out of the garbage. And then she says, I need you to send up a drug kit. The drug guy is testing it. She's boxing it up. No tourniquet in there. And then she says, we found a rubber tourniquet. (laughs) No, you didn't. Uh, But then Kim coming up saying, what are you doing in my dad's office? Michelle wanted me to see if we could find any reason why he was doing this. Oh, can I help? No. (laughs) Like maybe Kim walk away. Come on. I want to help. What do you got in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) Uh, And then Chloe's just weird way of like, uh, all right, fine. I'll tell you everything. Jack's on drugs. We found heroin. We found a rubber tourniquet that was not here. We found a syringe. We found everything. 
there, are you happy that you made me tell you? Like, why is she blaming her? You could have said, it's not your business. Go away, which is what you told exactly. everybody. How did she make you? T- like, is it just because she's so beautiful with a swimmer body? Like, oh, God damn, you being so hot in your swimmer body. This is very uncomfortable, Kim. You put me in a wrong position. No, she didn't. You didn't have to, like, do your job better. You'd be terrible under interrogation, Chloe. This is, this is why Chloe is, like, terrible in this season because it's like she literally goes from zero to 100 for no reason. And it's like, you literally have no reason to go off at Kim here. Like, I'm sure, like, role reverse, Chloe. If your dad was working at CTU and you've got some girl, like, going through his office, oh, you're going through his office, think he's doing something bad? Okay, I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. No. And you could have lied. You could have said, hey, I found some suspicious papers, but I can't. I found some pornography. But, but she even starts by saying, uh, Kim, this is very inappropriate behavior. And that's before she tells her everything. Now, the other problem I have with this is that she then goes to Michelle, which Michelle should already be like, I know Kim told me. Thanks for telling everybody, Chloe. But uh, why is it not? And we know that this isn't the case. But why is it not at least something they're willing to investigate? Hey, he could have taken this from a suspect. It wasn't the garbage after all, you know? Now, granted, that's pretty poor disposal. Even on Jack's part, it's pretty poor. You go into a public restroom in Winnipeg, even in 2003, and they've got like the needle drop-off thing just in case because they don't want to risk that somebody drops in it. He just got in his wastebasket. It's, it's one of those ones that's like, it's got all the holes in it too. It's, it's like yeah. filtered for air. So like somebody is going to... So, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but somebody is some poor janitor is going to get injected with heroin just because Jack disposed of this poorly, too. But, but, but like, well, it, but why you why think they? She... I was just gonna I say, you think you. they would at I least say you. you're still doing it, okay? So stop. <laughs> Jeez, oh my god, are you on heroin? Do I need to check your office? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, you think that they would at least explore the option of you know, Tony, um. Yeah, Tony's uh, on drugs. <laughs> he's got to be right. <laughs> Nobody can get shot and injured this much unless they're under the influence. But uh, you know, Tony has multiple times been like, "Well, it could be this." You know, that's kind of your job. And I just I, another I- issue I have with the way that Michelle's written this episode is: you think she could have at least had the one line of saying, "Is it possible he took it from a suspect?" And Chloe would be like, "Not if the thing was open and there was the tourniquet there." Like you, Jack would be smart enough to dispose of this. They're just immediately like, "Hey, he's been really on edge lately. He's got to be on drugs." But it's, it's also the case, too. Again, going back to my point about everyone's suspicious of people with, you know, screwdrivers. Like, somebody could have planted it in there. Like, you know, Chloe could be like, oh, yeah, I totally found drugs in his office. Yeah, it must <laughs> yeah. be Jack. Um, but also, like, even, like, my joke about the diabetics. Like, why does straight away she have, like, concerned look on her face? Hmm. Let's get the drug test guy up here. Like, couldn't, like, she first of all go to, like, Kim or go to Michelle, like, does by any chance your dad, like, have a diabetes or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Like, no, why? Oh, nothing, no reason. Get me drug testing up here. Like, why is it straight away, like, oh, he looks like a drug user? Like, all they need to do is quickly go, like, does he have diabetes? Yeah, he does. Oh, well, th- well this explains it, lol. <laughs> and also the, the the rapid tests here that this guy has where he he, he sticks in there. They don't even say it's heroin. He says, yep, it's positive. Like, positive for what? Like, do you just Opioids, have generic? Yeah, but do they, they just have a generic thing? It's like, we're going to test it. Does, there are probably hundreds of drugs out there that this could be tested for. I'm pretty sure you'd have to send this to a lab and the lab results come back. It's this. Not just like, we put a little dropper on there. We, we stir it up. Yes, it is a drug. Like, what have kind? You, have is you it ever Advil? Been, 
I, I don't know if you do the ones in. I don't think I've ever had the ones in Canada, but like we do in Australia, where like you get pulled aside at the at the airports for like bomb swabs, and then also that they do have the machines in Australia where like. And I don't think it's just Australia. We're not exclusive, but like they've got <laughs> ones where they can swab your bag and it goes into a little machine and it will like go dee doo dee and like a Google red alarm and it will say like cocaine yeah. or like it. They do have those, but again, I don't know how long they've been around for. But yeah, like because literally, like you get the whole thing with Chloe's like opioids, probably heroin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Like it's I mean, definitely heroin. <laughs> could be meth. Could be coke. <laughs> could be speed. Like I mean, you know, don't it could don't be a judge strong- Japanese drug use. What if it's a strong painkiller? I mean, of course, that does mean the vial and the syringe. It could be, what's it, what's it, um, morphine, all right? He could just be in pain, like he's been shot a lot. Does this rapid test automatically determine it is illegal? Like a prescription medication is, insulin is a drug. So this, it is a drug test. Could still be like, all right, does that mean it's insulin? Is it prescribed? So, so, So CTU have the ability to zoom in on like a checkered shirt, blue enhancer. Oh my God, he's got a gun. This is the address. But straight away, it's like, it's a drug. He's <laughs> a possibly drug. on heroin. <gasps> uh, because we found a tourniquet. No, you can't see it. But like, it was like destroyed when, in a fire. <laughs> their reaction is just like, hmm. Like, shouldn't it be like, that explains that he's on the drugs. Like, even the then, drugs. going back to the point about Jack gets special treatment, like at CTU, like, Shouldn't this be even more of a red flag? So like it shouldn't even yeah. be like, okay, well he's like he's not thinking straight. This is why he's like, like, Chase, no, don't let him steal the chopper. Like, it's kind of <laughs> like he's not thinking. Like, you know, but no, it's Jack. He's such a beautiful man. Like, he's Canadian. Let him get a whole fat Canadian scallywag. Yeah, all, all Canadians are allowed to do heroin. <laughs> it's part of our constitution. Well, I mean, nickelback. Uh <laughs> that's that the diseased, only one I can think of. The diseased Alvaro Levine. <laughs> hey. She doesn't need heroin. Um, yeah, Kim cries too. By the way, we got that out of the way. <laughs> like, I love you, Alicia Cuff, but you're great. But like, this is some of the worst crying acting I've ever seen. She yeah. literally, somebody's like poured a teardrop on her face. She kind of turns and is like, uh, and then like she turns and Ad, like wipes her face. Adam's like, what's wrong? Nothing. I can do my job. Uh, like, I'm not crying. God. You're crying. <laughs> Like, again, you're a great actor, actress, uh, actra, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. But, like, this is just, like, I reckon they've sat there on set. John Cazar's like, okay, like, Alicia, think about, like, the worst thing in your life. Like, just cry. Cry for me. No, can't do it. Oh, fuck it. Get some teardrops. Put them on there. Onions. Not not working. Just, just get a water droplet and turn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. <laughs> now, she also could have excused herself. Instead, she, it's like she's trying to get noticed, too. It's like, Adam, did you notice that I'm sad? Sad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Now on to the good stuff, or some of the good stuff. The prison riot. Uh, first, I just love the way that they cut to the prison riot, because it's right as the debate starts, and they mm. cut to a TV showing the debate, and then you see, like, I don't know, like, some type of glass hit it and Smashing shatters. Palmer. Yeah, uh, which, of course, you're thinking is like, oh, I don't want a black man as a president. <laughs> this is what they're really the rioting for. <laughs> bring bring back the white man. <laughs> but uh, God, uh, I saw that, that, that clip mean, and play it all the time. Colin Hilding, racist. Bring back the white man. <laughs> You'll do it, though. That's the sad thing. No, I, I don't do it on Melbourne. We're actually much work. Uh, but the prison riot stuff, again, I said last week, like it was a great twist. Sure, it is like... Wow, you're really going over the top, but it's over the top in a way that in Jack's brain makes sense. 
Um, what doesn't make sense. Now, first of all, let's talk about the, the swapping of clothes. Uh, I love them sneaking around and Jack giving Ramon orders saying, you know, oh, you need to pretend like you're fighting with me for the gun. Now, it's, it's an unintentionally hilarious moment where they're like, they're staging this little play drama. It's like, I'm going to go this way and then you go that way and just scream a lot like we're fighting. And Tell me more about my character. What do I need to get into the zone? <laughs> what is our motivation? Why is he <laughs> but then, angry? <laughs> but then 90% of the guards just run straight past them. I just wanted to be like, oh, that didn't work. All right, let's try it the other way around. You're <laughs> fighting with me over the <laughs> But like these two guys sort of double back like, huh? Hey, look, the guys are fighting over a gun. Let's go help, guys. Uh, and they just jump them, club them over the head. And this is like that, that the thing you did this cliche in movies all the time where it's like, don't you hit them with the pot over the head. <laughs> Let's take their clothes. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> uh, so they get in the guard uniforms, which is going to mean nothing. But I mean, it's, it's great. I just wish this episode was more them trying to get out of the prison and not <laughs> this whole Russian roulette. Because when we get to the Russian roulette, it's going to pose another problem. But first, before there, Chase comes in. Don't worry. Chase is on the case. And now he's the Chase that runs the place because he just simply says, hey, I'm the junior partner to the guy who caused this riot. Give me authority. And they're like, okay. You're <laughs> like, so good why looking. Are they, why are they listening to this guy? Do you oh, swim? Oh, we found him chained up. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you would date somebody who swims. <laughs> You're a god in our eyes. <laughs> but like, if there was a little bit of a back and forth, where he's like, listen, Jack did this to me. I'm the one who could stop him. I've got connections to CTU. We can have people there to help you with this riot. Give a reason why they're going to immediately hand full control over to a man who they know is Jack's partner and not even like a senior partner. Like you're his underling, you're his <laughs> assistant. We will give full control to you. Um, but uh, yeah, Jack and Ramon are going to end up getting taken prisoner uh, by the prison rioters. Now, th th here's some of my problems with the prison riots. You know, it's like you said with Palmer almost. They, if you're going to have it happen in a separate episode, maybe if they had split this up and done two episodes of Russian roulette, I'd accept it a little bit more. I still have problems with Russian roulette, but you have this massive prison riot to start the episode. You end with a massive prison riot. And in the middle, you have a bunch of guys locked in a room where it's oddly quiet <laughs> as they're able to give orders. Like, I want to see chaos going on outside. I don't want Russian roulette in this scene. Have it calm down a little bit. Have it where the police are now on the outside. Okay, nobody make a move. We're going to wait for their demands. And they're like, we got some time to kill. Let's do Russian roulette. The second problem with this being, first of all, the guy, the leader of the, the prisoners here, he's not a good actor. <laughs> Very, all right, we're going to kill some people. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, he really bugs me. His over-the-top acting. I'm sorry if you were good in something else playing a newsreader, but you're not good here. <laughs> um, third problem with this is that we got a prison riot going on. Like most prison riots in re the real world or even in other movies, prison riots are like, hey, we're going to start a riot because we can. And let's use this to, oh, we want to have some uh, some better gravy with our potatoes. You know, <laughs> we want more time As they to should. exercise. We want a TV time. These guys, uh, if it was one guy, fine. If it was two guys, fine. But you have a room full of about 30 prisoners who are all willing to commit murder immediately, guaranteeing that they're going to extend their sentence. Now, they have no plan to get out of here. Like, there's a prison guard. Shoot him. Bang, you're dead. There's another 10 years on your sentence. Oh, this guy, bang, you're dead. Ten years. Now let's make him play Russian roulette. So cruel and unusual murder. You're going to be executed now. Like, the fact that all these prisons, most prisons are full of people who, if, if they are guilty, which they probably are, 
uh, all those prisoners, those filthy, disgusting prisoners, they're all guilty. Burn them all. <laughs> not the um, white ones, though, Colin. They're innocent. <laughs> that's right. Give me more quotes. I'm not buying into it this time. Um, <laughs> but uh, most prisoners are going to want to serve their time and get out. And if you had two or three guys here leading it and they're almost holding the other guys hostage, no, 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 we're going to do this. We're going to play our show. And you have these guys who are like, oh, I don't know about this. But like, they're all like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, they're, they're so stupid. All these prisoners are so idiotic. And it's that you could have written this a different way. If you still wanted to go having them play Russian roulette and y- y- you have it where a couple of the guys are instigating this, or maybe you just have room with only a few people, but it's like, it's 30 guys here are all guaranteed to be executed. And so they have no plan to get out. It makes no sense. And then you have the issue of you are intentionally slowing down the episode when you're going very fast, very intense, prison riot. At the end, very fast, very intense, prison riot. And now we're going to have quiet Russian roulette scenes. Now, I will say, I like the first scene. The first scene where they're like, they got the guard. And they're like, come on, you got a one in five chance. Oh, and he's like, I'll show you how to do it. Now, that made that guy look crazy. That, that's why you want to portray this as the crazy guy and nobody else is going along with him. He's willing to pull the trigger. Oh, now you got a one in four chance. And then you have Jack coaching him saying, it's okay, it's okay. We'll get through this, just do it. And of course, that's the bullet that kills him. Like that, very effective scene. Love it. Um, no need to extend this now to have Ramon come in because it makes even less sense when they know who Ramon is. And now they're like, all right, so even if we miraculously do get out of prison, we've killed two guards. <laughs> we've forced men to play Russian roulette. And now we're going to have the, the Mexican cartel on our case because we tried to kill or did successfully kill Ramon Salazar. No hesitation at all. How about you say, fine, then I want you, you, you make this scene even better. You say, fine, now instead of you pulling the trigger, I want you to turn the gun on Jack and pull the trigger. Well, now you got a reason for Ramon to go along with this. You can extend the scene even more. This just I, I think there's a million ways you could have done the scene better if you want to do it. But the biggest problem this being is that it is such a stretch. It is so over the top that even in 24, where, yes, you do go having Jack cut off a man's head, like there is some logic to it. It's just here. It, it's just it's too much all at once. And I still think this might be one of the most absurd things ever done in the show. Yeah, but Jack Bauer plays Russian roulette. That's all you need to know. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> that's it that's on paper like this is this is you you're like a co-writer right and you're like going like like john this doesn't make sense like like this doesn't make sense why are we going from here to there and it's just not even john it's written by evan katz so like you're going to evan you're like this is john i'm john you're evan um no i'm no you're i'm evan you're john and you're like like evan this doesn't make sense like this is going from here blah blah, blah. and i just stare at you and I go yeah but jack plays russian roulette and you're like <laughs> fair enough um, like, and I'll accept I, that. I mean, I, I, see, I don't know what the general consensus is of this episode or, or this scene. I don't know if this is, you know, a love scene, a hated scene, somewhere in the middle. I would think it's probably somewhere. That, I've never really heard about this as one of the great moments. I of always thought so it was love in the middle. I always thought it was one of these ones where it was like Jack plays Russian roulette. This is fucking awesome. Because um, I, I tried to Google it to see if there's a lot of opinions, and I, I found like one Reddit thread, and that was pretty much it. I think i remember from the live journal days like this being a talked about scene um but like again it's that was nearly 20 years ago now but like I, like you're not wrong everything you say you are absolutely not wrong i completely agree <laughs> with everything you say but like it's just there's just like if this wasn't jack if this was like you know last season uh you know one of the random three stooges terrorists or something like that, like if this is anyone but jack i'm completely like yeah this is bullshit like this is so stupid but because it's jack and, like, that scene when, like, he basically goats the guard into killing himself. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah, um, I love that and one. Then, 
And it's just like the, the tension because like there's just something about a Russian roulette scene which is really fucking tense. Like that's mm-hmm. why it's like scary. It's Russian roulette. Um, so like that's where like I just on board and I've literally marked down the, the opening bit as a possible top five. It's not going to make it, but I'm just putting it up there as a nomination of like Jack goating this guy into like, come on, mate, it's all right, good, buddy, we'll go, we'll go get some like beer afterwards. It's all good. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. Fucking, you do it, champ. You do it. Do it for America. Bang. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so like that's basically what it's like. Um, but like I don't know. Like yeah, I think you could. I actually, I always thought for some reason this scene was when he was in Mexico. I always forget that this is in the prison riot. Like, I always, like, and that's maybe where it's more effective, when it's kind of like, Jack, we're going to test your, you know, loyalty to us. Like, you're going to play Russian roulette and things like that. Like, that would work better. Um, but I don't know. I just I just buy it. I buy it so well. Um, this actor who plays Peel, uh, Lobo Sebastian, of course his name's Lobo. <laughs> um, it's got here 24 related appearances. He appears on this special feature on season three DVD called 24 on the loose where he's interviewed. Uh, and he's also appeared in such TV shows as ER, CSI, CSI Miami, The Shield, Sons of Anarchy, NCIS, Aquarius and Lethal Weapon. Gonna say he probably plays the same character and everything. Uh, Most likely. Or a newsreader. Uh, one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also appeared in such films as High School High, The Longest Yard, Dirty, Columbus Day. Not allowed to say that anymore, are you? Uh, Next Day Air and Sleep With Me. It's just literally a movie of him going, sleep with me. Um, it's a Claudia film. The, the one thing that I, I love, like, your point about, like, yeah, prisoners, like, who cares about these guys? They're all evil. Like, I do love it when they actually break in to, like, stop this. That, like... Literally, Chase is just walking around with, like, an AK-47, like, just willy-nilly murdering these people. And we're just basically like, oh, they're prisoners. They're shooting back. Like, it's okay. They've all probably... Like, what if one of these people, like, committed, like, I don't know, a white-collar crime? Like, what if, like, that guy just did tax evasion? Like, wait. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, are we ever told that this is... Okay, if if this is, like, uh, the Alcatraz of California... Maybe, but like this is generic prison. You're probably it's, gonna have tax evaders in there. Well, remember, was it uh, face off? Face off. Well, like Chris yeah. Bauer's character when they're like, you know, breaking out. Like they're all the evil of the evil because they're in a magnetic prison, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's one, there's one scene I marked down. I love it. Like when you've got Chase on the case and he's going through the corridors <laughs> and you see random people leaving. Speaking of like tax evasion, there's this like really geeky guy carrying like a clipboard who's like running the other direction. Like, oh, I've got to get out of the prison. It's like, what are you doing working in a prison? <laughs> like, you are getting the shit kicked out of you every single fucking day, mate. Um, but. I do like little snaky little camera thing that goes through the thing and then Jack's like yeah. looking up like, ooh, we're being watched. Um, but no, it's it's Jack playing Russian roulette. I'm so on board with this. <laughs> no, I, again, you're completely right. It's completely illogical. It's stupid. But like at the same time, I would argue Jack willy-nilly murdering a suspect and chopping his head off and getting released to go meet up with some people is completely okay and that gets forgotten about. So why not have Russian roulette in a prison? Sure. Uh, and again, I get uh, as far as like the absurdity of the scene, but, but I feel like there was more purpose to the story from chopping off somebody's head, you know, or hand, uh, it's the fact that this is just here because we need to kill time. Let's have him play Russian roulette, you know? Uh, and again, there's good things about this scene. Uh, it's just, there's bad things about it as well. Uh, but yeah, I will agree with you. I like the whole escape with, uh, chase, chase on the case with the camera coming through there, Jack turning the gun. Uh, now how does he know he just knows they have a camera in there like Jack has no reason to believe that they immediately have guards ready to storm this place he's well, thinking 
typically when a camera comes in, they have to look at the footage and say, okay, we've got this guy there, this guy there. Okay, so we're going to need you by this exit. I want you at this window. I want you to break through this wall with a chainsaw. You know, they have to formulate a plan. Jan, Jack sees the camera and he's like, all right, five, four, three, two, one, boom. <laughs> I think it's like, maybe, maybe it just comes down to he's a federal agent. He knows how the procedure works. Um, but yeah, like I also like the one bit where it's kind of like, how does Jack know? that that bullet is next. You know what I mean? Like, cause you see yeah. Jack, like look at the gun and he's like, I've got X-ray Jack vision. The bullet is next. <laughs> but like, even, even then, like, shouldn't Jack just like pick the gun up? Even if it was like the third bullet in the chamber, shouldn't he just be like, click, 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 boom. Like by the time he clicks that, he probably gets away with it. So yeah. yeah. And why don't the prisoners know who Ramon Salazar is? Well, like they kind of know his name, I think, uh, because they have to introduce him. Oh yeah. We know he, like, this is a prison and, and we haven't shown that Salazar was, in isolation in this prison. Mm. Like they're eating dinner together. Some people are going, who's that guy? I've seen him before. You know, like they, Jack has to tell them, no, 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 he's not a guard. He's a prisoner. Like Which, they should be like, yeah, I know. I ate breakfast with him this morning. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like, because the way that the, the guards like, I haven't seen you around here before. What's going on? <laughs> I just got a transfer. Oh, that's why. Like, like, Again, not trying to sound a certain way, but do they have many Latino-looking guards? Like, I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> an old, like no offense to poor old Hector here, but he's a bit long and me on the tooth to be a guard. Like, I mean, <laughs> like a guard without you're, ambition. <laughs> you're not white. You must be a criminal. You're one of us. Come on. <laughs> I, I we, we should say though. I mean, the two guards who have died at this point in the season were both black. Uh, we had. The- <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> doesn't hold up very well like 19 years later all the all the like evil prisoners are latino and the people who get ki- innocent people who get killed are black, black like guys. 24 like not like you know i don't want to look at things like this but i mean it's a bit you know like it just it just reminds me of canadian bacon like when they're sitting around the fire and it's like the black man's always the first one to go and it's like oh jurassic park that was evil the two people went for you in that one it's like i'm telling you now man this isn't good i'm gonna die first black man always dies first in a movie and he points out all different movies and you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, Jamie and I actually had a debate on that. I mean, how far we get in this on the episode that the whole black man dying first, because uh, it, it's interesting. I uh, This is completely off topic here. Sorry for anybody who That's doesn't want to go off topic of race. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but there is that that trope in movies. So, oh, the black guy always dies first. And uh, the big thing that's making waves right now is um, they've even started this whole, what is it, Asian and Pacific Islander month or whatever in film. Uh, because they're basically complaining now saying it's like, Hey, at least you guys got to have a role to die. We're nobody in these movies. They cast us with white people in movies, you know? So we're, we're going to be lucky when we get an Asian in a couple seasons and it's not played by generic white guy. Well, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to Australian actor appreciation month that we're always just stereotypically <laughs> played by very attractive men with six packs. Um, yeah. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. Not all of us are very good looking. All right. Like I just, I just wish they would That's... cut with this bullshit and it's offensive to Australians. Where's the fat, ugly ones like me? <laughs> that's that's the whole reason Ben's not an actor today. He just couldn't get work. It's discrimination. <laughs> I'm telling you now, there are real Australians. We're not all Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman. Some of us are Liam Hemsworth. All right. Some of us are Sam Worthington. Some of us are Jai Courtney. Uh, Jai Courtney's the anomaly. I was like, how does that man get work, period? <laughs> Let alone in Australia. And what's his face? Jack Smiggins, that, that other guy. Jack, he's, well, Luke, he's Canadian. Luke Bracey or something like that? Like, oh, yeah, Luke Bracey. <laughs> who, is, who is he? Um, Sarah Winter. Let's add her to the list, right? <laughs> I love why we're going on this red. 
Sarah Winter. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Winter. Take a moment to remember Sarah Winter. Yeah, if she was ugly, but maybe she wasn't attractive enough. That's why they didn't bring her back for season if she three. Swam, um, if she swam. <laughs> which here's the thing for you: Have you ever heard of a, a, a random Australian pop singer who was big for five minutes called um, Cody Simpson? Like he was big about ten years ago. Yeah. So did you know that he gave up pop music and is now a swimmer? And he's just qualified for the World Championships and Commonwealth Games. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're going to be talking about him on Off the Podium. That, like, in all fairness, he used to be a swimmer like, growing up, then he turned to music. But like, it's just this yeah. funny thing because like, he's getting all this coverage back in Australia. It's like, oh, my God, like, he gave up pop music like a year ago, and now he's already going to the Commonwealth Games and the World Championships. So like, this would be like if Justin Bieber tomorrow was like, I am seriously going to play for the Leafs, and he oh. actually made the squad. You're like, what the fuck? It's like, go I on, mean- you Cody Simpson. I, I think we probably talked about this on the Star Wars episodes. I mean, Hayden Christensen was borderline pro tennis player when he was 15, mm. 16 years old when he started getting cast as an actor. <laughs> if Hayden Christensen didn't get an Obi-Wan, I mean, he could have been Wimbledon this year. And, and you know you know why he didn't get it? Because every time he hit a ball, he'd miss it and be like, I hate it. I hate all of them. <laughs> it's all Novak Djokovic's fault. He's all going to be back. Bad He's all going to be back. How excited are we? We're at the point that people are listening oh. to this. We're talking about Obi-Wan already. How excited are we for Obi-Wan to exist, let alone Hayden Christensen? Yeah, we're, we're airing this after we've already talked about it, but this is a week before, right? I've been to mm-hmm. Times Square. There's giant billboards. I've seen, like, Star Wars accounts, like, posting, like, we speak Star Wars with Hayden Christensen. Like, it's like, seriously, in the entire Disney era of Star Wars, I don't think we've ever been excited. Like, I mean, Force Awakens, yeah. sure, we're a bit excited. Of course we were. But then we're like, eh, and then Last Jedi, and then it all went downhill from there. But, like, this is, like, what we've been waiting for. This is this is, this is the one that we've all been waiting for. And, it, like, they're probably, like, Hayden Christensen returns. He'll show up in, like, episode six, like, five minutes before yeah. the end. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like, I want him in the first episode. <laughs> I want him to talk about sand. And, like, one thing I'll say about, um, we're getting on tangent. This episode won't take long. But, like, <laughs> One thing that I think the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, well, maybe more so than Mandalorian, they did, like, real little, I think, like, jokey references. Like, the whole thing about, like, oh, this is why Stormtroopers can't, like, you know, hit. Yeah. And they, like, mention certain things. It's just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, they have to do something to do with sand. Like, they just please, got to. Please. <laughs> something. Something to do with sand. If that Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> I would love you forever. If there's just one reference. Even more so I than just... a Natalie Portman appearance. Well, maybe. But, like, sand. One sand reference. You know, people, we already talked about the Star Wars episode, but people complain about, well, how come it was so hard to find Luke when he's on the home planet? I I mentioned they're not looking for Luke. They don't want to find, Emperor does not want to find Luke because that's the threat to Vader. But I just want to be like, they find Luke. We know where Obi-Wan is. We know where Luke is. And then they zoom in on like the big video screen on the Star Destroyer and it's showing sand everywhere. And Vader's like, no, I don't think we will be going there. <laughs> Keep looking, Commander. <laughs> I actually watched a really good video. It was like a Watch Mojo, one of these ones where it was like 10, you know, things that Obi-Wan can finally explain. Or And like they actually do a really good job of saying like, well, people complain that, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan can't meet each other because we hear that line that they say on the Death Star. It's like, well, that doesn't mean it's like we meet again. Last time I was nothing like it doesn't imply yeah. that they haven't met since Revenge of the Sith. Like it, it you know, if anything, I want them to meet so we explain why they're two old men beating sticks with each other. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, 
maybe explain something like that. Like again, wow, we're getting really on tangents. Yeah. Obi Wan well, starts I'm next gonna week. Say, people, I was going to say something else, but uh, I, I, people already have heard me say that. If you go back and listen to our Obi Wan episode one and two coverage, um, back to Jack. Uh, Jack's back. Back to Jack Black. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, Chase <laughs> is uh, not only on the case, and he's now the Chase that runs the place. Uh, but <laughs> and what a face! <laughs> what a face uh but chase is also on the escape um that doesn't completely rhyme but close enough uh so <laughs> he's now running this entire thing it's not even just like we're gonna find jack he's going up to the war and it's like we swept the entire cell block and there's no sign of him sir they are literally 10 feet from a door with a wide open window that jack and ramon are looking out of i just want somebody to be like who are those guys? <laughs> As he's like, there's no sign of them anywhere, sir. We've looked everywhere. <laughs> kind of makes him look a little bit weird. There's two shadowy figures peering out the window at us. Uh, one blonde, one Hispanic. The Hispanic guy is definitely a prisoner. Uh, but uh, We don't hire anybody who's not white. The only way you can tell the prisoners are when the prisoner guards apart. <laughs> if they could only just be like, we've checked the entire cell block. Is anywhere you haven't checked? Well, whatever that door leads to back there, but it's a long shot. It's probably not worth it. Car, but they're not in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack's going to take his clothes off with Ramon. It's not going to go there. Ooh. It almost is. Uh, take off the clothes, you boots in your motorcycle. Uh, but, uh, they're going to go outside. He's going to hold him as a prisoner or whatever. And now you get a nice scene between Jack and Chase. And I'm more sold on Chase. Even though I'm saying how stupid Chase's character seems to be in this episode. I'm more sold on Chase the more that I watch this. Uh, I still think that they started the season off on the wrong foot with him, but I, I like this with his debate with Jack where, uh, Jack, we're looking for Kyle Singer and, and Jack saying something that makes a lot of sense. How long is it going to be though? 30 minutes, two hours. We need to get him out now. They go along with it. Jack yells at a helicopter and it magically takes off. Uh, and then only then is the, the cell of Kyle Singer stormed and agents to the rescue and then Chase gets the call. We found Kyle. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm outside a helicopter. If I were inside, it would be very easy to hear you right now. <laughs> I just want him to have this whole scene where he's just like, what? Just, just let me go inside. Call me back. I'm like, no, Chase. <laughs> God, just don't mind me. Just going to duck into that cupboard that nobody was hiding in. Yeah, sorry, Michelle. What was it? We're found, Kyle. Oh, shit. Oh, helicopter's gone. Well, and, and this is another one of the logic problems I have with this episode is that they're waiting until last minute. Like, should they not be sending him an update saying, okay, Chase, I know that riot thing's going on, but we have the location of Kyle. They knew this 10 minutes ago. Call him and say, we know where Kyle is. We're on our way there. Because he he's not in the loop at all. And they only call him. We got Kyle as the helicopter's lifting off. Which, by the way, it's still, this is one of those moments where, yes, it makes no sense, but it's good television. So yeah. we love it. I love this cliffhanger of it's lifting off. Because I can remember watching this first time. I was like, oh, they were so close. Like, that's what 24 does better than any other show in the history of television is yeah. that, oh, they were so close. And now another wrench in the place. By that much. Yeah. And Cause like most TV shows, cliffhangers are, we're going to give you something shocking happen. And th there's definitely a place for a shocking cliffhanger, but a better cliffhanger is always going to be, we're about to wrap this up and now we dangled the carrot. Now it's gone. And that's what I love about this episode is that it's literally it lifting off in the air. Chase could run and grab this thing, but Jack, and he's hanging Jack from the would. helicopter. <laughs> Jack definitely would. Um, but uh, especially he was on that magic heroin. That would give him superpowers. <laughs> but but uh, it, it's still a great cliffhanger, even if it is kind of stupid that nobody gave the chase the heads up. The one thing I've got to say about the whole thing is why don't they just shoot the helicopter down? Like, I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, it's like, we've got Kyle. Uh, well, he's getting away. They're just like, oh, that Jack scallywag. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, at that point, 
shoot the fucker down. Like, they've got mm-hmm. no reason to save Ramon. He's like this evil man. Jack's gone rogue and is on the magic heroine. So, like, if this is anyone but Jack, they're going to shoot this down. Like, this is where mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It's like, at that point, it's like, okay, we've got what we needed. We're all good. Yeah. Get him. Um, and it's like, oh, there he goes, Jack. What a what a scallywag. Those Canadians. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it is an epic scene when they're yelling at each other. Like, I lo- just the tension, like, of Jack, like, oh, the rev. Like, like just any scene when Kiefer Sutherland gets his chance to yell at people is fantastic. (laughs) So like, I'm, I'm on board with that, but like, yeah, like I, like as much as it's silly that Chase gets involved, like in terms of like, you are in control now. I am, I am the captain now. Like it makes no sense, but like, it's great. Like I just, and this is what I, I will, like, I kind of like the Jack versus Chase stuff that we get for a majority now of the rest of this season. It's always like they're against each other, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's a bit silly, but it's 24. And it's a, yeah, I love that line that Ramon has when he's basically like, you are now more hated in your country than I am. <laughs> and I just want Jack to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith. Regina King would have done it. Regina King would have slapped the shit out of him. He'd shut your mouth. Uh, for trivia in this episode, a couple things here. I don't know if these are in your book, but uh, one, there was a public service announcement after this episode about gun safety featuring Kiefer Sutherland. play Russian roulette. (laughs) And if you do, make the Latino guy go first. (laughs) Or the black guy. Uh, And also, uh, Maryland Rayscub's name was credited with two R's. She's marrying. Mary, Mary. Mary. Uh, But that's pretty much it. You have more trivia in your book? Uh, I like the the fact about this is the the latest Jack Bauer kills his first person in a season. I it's, see. I was going to ask about that because I thought we had had a Jack kill earlier in this, but maybe I'm mistaken. Um, no. Who is he killed? Like chainsaws? Um, <laughs> no. Um, the book kind of just goes in about the casting of Mary Lynn Radzkub, Mary Lynn Radzkub, about how a lot of people were unsure because she was a comedian and they kind of didn't like, you know, some people like, Oh, I don't like the route you're going with it, but they were completely like taken back by it. So that's why I think they ended up casting, uh, what's his face as Edgar the next season. Mm. Cause like, he's a bit of a comedian as well, which I think in the long term they ended up playing. Okay. Um, but no, the, the trivia also was about, uh, they talk about how, what Russian roulette is. And is it appropriate to say Russian roulette in 2022? Should it be like <laughs> Eastern European roulette? Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, they they have the whole public. I love, gotta love twenty four. Like public service, they they'll do that in a few seasons about like Arab Americans are good people. Meanwhile, terrorists, or like <laughs> later on when they do like torturing is bad. Shove a towel down his throat. Like it's kind of like the innocent. And I love that there is no disclaimer in any this season. Heroin is bad. Yeah, <laughs> well that's a good point. Um, like season one, rape is bad. Like <laughs> rape can wait. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's kind of like, it's what a, what a time to be alive. Like nowadays, like this would be canceled. This would be like, you know, fucking in the news for 10 weeks and like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Like 24 cancel it. Disgusting. Yeah. Back in 2003. Uh, we'll just get keyboard to say it's bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like shouldn't there be a thing? Terrorism is bad. Nuclear bombs. Don't yeah. do it. Bad. Naughty. But no, it's a gun violence. Like, this is the, like, 50-something episode of 24. How many people has Jack killed with guns and this is the one? You're like, mm, yeah, Russian roulette, bit far. Like, okay, public service announcement, Kiefer, come on. 
Uh, and where was our public service announcement? Do not approach a cougar under yeah. any cost. <laughs> Unless you are Leslie Hope and you ride that. You yeah, ride that cougar. ride that cougar. <laughs> Why am I on this Very cougar? Confused. What's going on? <laughs> um, I, I have a feeling you're going to buy this episode. Yep. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't buy it for a lot of the problems that I brought up in this episode. And again, it's not that I don't enjoy it. I, I definitely think there are episodes that I enjoy a lot more than this. So even if it wasn't for logic issues, I still wouldn't buy it based on entertainment because there's certain things I'm not entertained with here. Uh, and the good stuff is very good, but like there's a couple more, like the first Russian roulette scene, great. The rest of it kind of spoils it. The CTU stuff, really questionable. Uh, but it's not, it's, I'm going to rent it, but it's not even going to necessarily be like a low, low rent. I've got this kind of as a, a mid rent here for me. Low, low, lobo rent. Uh, so I've got it uh, right below episode two of season three three and uh two spots ahead of episode four uh that we just covered mm-hmm. uh because i do think that there's more an enjoyment out of this than last week's episode even though i probably have more issues with this uh so i've got this at number 33 overall well it's a buy from me and i think it's better than the last couple of weeks so um they were my two lowest buys the last couple of weeks so i've got this at 24 huh um so just above episode eight of season two and just below episode seven of season two uh, so many of those episodes just blend in together. So, yeah, I've got this at 24th out of 53 that we've had so far. So just above the halfway mark for moi. Good for you. Uh- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, how many non-buys have you had this season? None. I have bought every episode. Wow. Mm. Again, we're yeah. in the best part of the season. I think I bought like two of them, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Saunders yet. Come on. Uh, but I, I'll agree with you. Better than season two. Um, what else do we have coming up? We have Obi Wan. We're talking about oh. Obi Wan right now. And if God, for some reason it's so bad, like if that didn't about... work out, like if Ben dies before Obi Wan comes out, now we've Colin, I'm people. the one who dies. You could die. Um, <laughs> well, uh, if you said that you died, you die. <laughs> You're the one. One of your children could die. People. I'm sure that would put a back burner on things. It depends on which one, um, I guess. Oh, like, oh, that one. That one's fine. But, but you know what? It's 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 ob- it's the return of you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. I'm sure I'd find the time. Okay. <laughs> oh, like Jamie and all of your kids die in a car accident. Like, oh, but Obi Wan's on. Um, yeah. Can the funeral miss like it. wait a day? <laughs> Uh, but uh, Obi-Wan coverage, we're going to hopefully cover it every single week. Uh, it's only going to be like about six weeks or so, I think. So it shouldn't take Isn't us too the long. Isn't the first two drop on the same day, though? Like, so Yeah. yeah so are we, we'll so are we just reviewing or are we going to recap everyone? I think we just review, right? Like I think we'll day. review, yeah. Yeah. Good idea, so good. Colin. Well right. done. We've never done this before. No, of course. Like, I love that we're, we're talking about what should we do as people who have already listened to the episodes are saying, like, you guys just reviewed it. This shouldn't yeah. be a debate. You guys got <laughs> you canceled because fine. of that you, that thing just, you said about you and McGregor, he like personally canceled you. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, Jamie actually did say something inappropriate about you and McGregor. Not, not the way you think really? inappropriate. But- <laughs> Jamie said something inappropriate. No. <laughs> Never would have thought that. Uh, it might have made our best of, but we'll see uh, if anybody could spot it uh, or is offended by it. But uh, we're not going to be canceled. We'll have Obi-Wan. Um, we're going to be having Jurassic World. How far are we from Jurassic World now? Soon. Um, Soonish. Uh, uh, like literally this week, I think, if I'm looking at when this airing. Uh, <sighs> if you're listening to this, it is June the 6th. So this week is a lot of Jurassic World stuff that comes out I, this week. So, I, yes. I hope everybody has enjoyed our best of Jurassic Worlds and then our Fallen Kingdom recap uh, because I thought they were hilarious. Um, and we'll have Great a review queen. coming out. 
Trent Queen. <laughs> it's all his. It's all Queen's fault. <laughs> uh, as well, Breaking Bad, not Breaking Bad. You're past that. No, yeah. you're still on Breaking Bad. Yeah, yes, Breaking Bad. on. What a great show that went. Nick and I are doing very well with that. Still a while to go. You Lost are doing way, break, b- way better than Lost. <laughs> yeah, bloody Noah. It's all Noah's fault. No, Noah's the Trent Queen of uh, the Oz <laughs> Network. <laughs> no, he's not that bad. Uh, so listen to all that exciting stuff that we have uh, already airing and still to come. And then next week, what do we have on 24? We're going to, is he going to be on the, the very short plane ride to Mexico yet? Um, I think so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's say yes. <laughs> shall, shall I, shall I read? I'll, let's, let's read the dot points in the book. Cause that's always a, a good thing to read uh, of the, of the images. Palmer stops the debate. Jack lands in downtown LA. Salazar takes Jack to Mexico. That's what happens next week. <laughs> Uh, and it's not going to take long to get there. Mm. Um, mm, yep. Indeed. Mm. All right. <laughs> so stay tuned. Lots of fun stuff. Um, thank you. My name is Colin. And show me that you'll be my co-host, not my caterer. My name is Ben. And is that a medical question or a personal? Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right. Your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)